okay, cool. Everything seems to be working, which is rare in the circumstance of rock and roll, but uh, uh, let's fucking do this. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the motherfuckers who checked that out, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it and welcome back. Whatever. This isn't even how I normally do this intro, but for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and hard sparkling water in the motherfucking fridge. Cheers, let's crack these bitches open and fucking do this. Hell yeah. Yeah, this is what's up. This is what's up. Campeasy. I'm joined here today in in the motherfucking house by the one and only... (laughs) (laughs) B-Rider. Word, word, word. So hey, say hello to the internet, my friends. Hi. Hi. I enjoy your content. You got it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. You know, uh, let's uh, turn that fucking theme music off. You know what I'm saying? We don't Wait. need that. Jeez. Oh. There was oh, you didn't hear I didn't hear. Oh, I didn't hear. Yeah, I, I told you you're going to be without headphones. That's a perfect way to announce, as you could tell. Yeah. We it have, was a boy. We got four people, four guests in the house today, all of D-Rider, which is uh, the most people have had in the space thus far. Wow. We have two people sharing a microphone, one person without headphones. This is really crazy. So <laughs> what we need to do to start this conversation is I'm going to just kind of do like a quick round table, have everybody introduce themselves so you can get familiar with their lovely voices. And then uh, we'll chat about uh, rock and roll in Pittsburgh and, you know, alcohol and sandwiches and stuff. So. Uh, let's start yeah, to the left us. of me. I got my friend Cormac. So uh, introduce yourself. Let the people know what you sound like on the internet. <laughs> wow. Is it different from regular life? Oh, I should just change my voice. Uh-huh. Oh, it's too late now. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> what do you do in the band there, buddy? Um, I play guitar and I don't sleep enough. Okay, cool. As one does. Groovy. Yeah. Uh, I'm Margo Van Hoyt and I play bass and sing. Um, yeah, I sleep. I probably also sleep the most yeah. <laughs> in like awkward places. <laughs> Always in the most awkward places. Yeah. yeah, on stairs. Yeah, in front of doors. Yeah, in the in front of doors. That seems inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean Klocheck. I play the drums, and I probably sleep the second most, <laughs> but like a reasonable amount. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Normal. Normal times. Oh, should I like do this guy? Like, hi. Yeah, uh, that would help, but hi. it's okay if you don't. I'm Tim. Uh, <laughs> I, my name's Tim, and I play guitar and some keyboard things, and I've never slept before <laughs> in my life. Um, <clears throat> so who needs it? It's just like Definitely dying. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like dying for short amounts of time. <laughs> yeah. So before we get too off the rails and, you know, fall into a pit of depravity and immaturity. There are rails. You have an album coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Which is like, I guess the main reason we're here. So for anybody that can't stomach more than five minutes of this, at least you know that this band has an album coming out. You're doing your record release party on August 30th at spirit. What can you tell me about this? uh, Bad mama Jamma? Um, well, it's an event. It happens at night. Um, there's going to be, bands um 
Reva Me is playing. Ooh, okay. um, sweet Sleeping Witch and Saturn and Harkin. Oh yeah, and also and Buck. Yeah, DJ, DJ, DJ and Buck. Yeah, Stefan Lopez. Nice. Hell yeah. So yeah. what is the album called and, uh, you know, what, what can people expect from this release that's going to change the face of our current civilization? Hmm. Wow. Okay. Just jump right in there. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to address that. <laughs> um, it's called You Became the Ground. Um, and... It's real raucous. Uh, some slappers, some bangers, a uh, couple rippers. Uh, at least one jammer. Yeah, one jammer, one jammer for jammer sure. At least. Yeah. at least, probably more. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. at least two more. Jammers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I should have prepared. <laughs> no, no, it's totally cool because like, to be completely honest, I think that the response that you have to that question is the response that any decent human being should have to a question <laughs> like that. I feel like I would be actually way more uncomfortable if you had a prepared answer. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's kind of a discussion of, you know, which is really interesting in art right now or music, whatever, in terms of taking things seriously, but not too seriously. And that fine line, it's like a tightrope of, you know, mm-hmm. being uh, a musician. And uh, now with, uh, social media and having to use the internet to get people to go out to shows and have to be this like somewhat of a business person unintentionally. Oh yeah. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. this really weird dynamic because I mean, I got in the art because I didn't like talking to people, but now <laughs> it's sure. I completely have to talk yeah. to people all the time. And I started a podcast to try to learn how to talk to people better and I'm still not very good at it, but you know, Hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks Henry. I appreciate it. You're helping me out, bro. Henry. But, uh, yeah. And it makes things really awkward. So when having, when being asked questions like that and being feel feeling like, you're put in this position where like your art always has to be more than just like more than what it is. It's like, why can't it just be, why can't we just be a rock band? Why can't we just play fucking songs? Why does everything have to be this fucking brand? If you will, like, do you feel that D rider is a brand? I mean, it's a smell. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I kind of feel like anything that like, you took the R away, you, the R away. Yeah. D ride. Oh, no, just, well, we took the, the R out of brand. Oh. I mean, you know, I kind of feel like with art, like at any point when you attach a label to it, it like has a sort of like um, inherent meaning to it or like the sort of like greater than what it is kind of definition. Um, and just like having to explain that is... So I think it defeats the point of it. It's contradictory mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Like, like if I could explain what the music was doing, I would just do that. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to the music. It. Yeah. Like, it. but yeah, it's not how it works. Mm-hmm. I no. think like, especially like we're all, we're all not good at stage banter. Sure. Also that constant, um, being surrounded by social media and like just sort of feeling like you're marketing and shaping something all the time. I mean, if you look at our Instagram, it's kind of just mostly really dumb, 
memes and or just <laughs> absurd things that are incomprehensible <laughs> yeah. on it. Um, I think a lot of that is just sort of trying to undercut that element yeah. as well um, because it's not something that we want to do. Uh, yeah. It, but it's also necessary in some ways. It's so, is, that, that's <laughs> the fucking problem now is that whether you want it to be or not, it's totally necessary. And you have to have all of these things like this fucking masturbatory band bio and all this shit. <laughs> it's just like, what like it's a fucking yeah. nightmare do you have a band bio did you write yeah. it yourselves yeah. how, how, how'd that go yeah, John, John <laughs> yeah. Like as, as the, uh, the, the resident scholar of writing <laughs> I, uh, I, I undertook that but. yeah yeah no it's hard um so i'm like i'm the band's third drummer uh and this album has songs that are written with uh previous drummers as well so like a lot of that was like how, how should I describe this? How should I describe that? Like, right. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to like write a narrative of like what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like one of those things where if you don't do it, you just get like, it's, you, it seems like you get kind of left behind, but you really don't. Yeah. I think yeah. it just depends on like your personal perception and how involved in a particular scene you want to be. I mean, obviously you're getting together on some form of a regular basis and you're writing music together Mm -hmm. and you're playing shows. So you're doing the band thing enough. Right. But like, what is like a a long time or a long term goal, I should say, for D Rider? Is this like a we fucking want to take this to the top or like, (laughs) hey, you know, we just want to be friends and make rock music. And like, there's really that's it. I mean, it's not really a binary situation. Yeah, that's it's, something we talk about a lot too, and it changes. Know. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I think it's it, a lot of times it feels really naive to just go out and be like, "We are going to take over the world." I'm going to drop this album. And it's going to fuck all your brains up. <laughs> yeah. uh, but at the same time, like, you don't want to just be like, "Oh, all, all I'm doing is just playing music with friends." Like, I don't really mm-hmm. have any aspirations. Like, you know, I think we all would like to see the project go somewhere, but. Um, at the bottom of it, it's mostly about making stuff that you care about with people you care about. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like a hanging out with your friends professionally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's getting a really, not, it's, 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 it's getting a weird dynamic. With your friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Scheduled hangouts. Yeah. Know, like being an adult scheduled hangouts. Mm-hmm. So. And I think part of it too is not necessarily like the destination of where we want to go or like what our goals exactly are. But a lot of it I think is like protecting the process that I think drew us together and kept us together mm-hmm. and keeping that um, like healthy and, or at least like explorative and open with each other. Yeah. So let's chat about that because I don't really know any of you all that super well. I'm not really too big on the origin stories of bands, but like a brief, just quick <laughs> synopsis of like, you know, how did D rider get to riding? Interesting. Well, <laughs> well, uh, I, well, the, the name, like actually, like I, um, I was in a really weird place in my life. I was like working at a, fucking Macy's uh, like Ross Park Mall. I was just like, like an hour and 45 minute bus ride. 
young men. I got this Man, I don't even know this. Yeah, yeah. and I was Ooh, like, the, the hot facts dropping. Yeah, yeah I'm, oh, I'm giving away too much information. And I keep some cards close to my chest. Um, so it was like one day I was just like really depressed. It was like downtown waiting for a bus that came once an hour. Um, and like one pulled up that was not my bus. Uh, and it just said, ride, 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 ride. Um, and the word derider like stood out. And I was like, oh, oh, that's interesting. I want to keep that in my back pocket. Like, I don't think I was in a band at the time. And I was like, I'm going to be in a band at some point. <laughs> and then um, our, our first drummer, Fallon, um, we worked at a, we worked together at a juice place. And yo, shout out to juice. That shit is dope. <laughs> um, yeah. We would just like, we would leave there at like two thirty and get day drunk and just go in my basement and like just fuck around. Um, and like, I mean, like it was like kind of like a given that we were going to play and like Tim hopped on and just like, we yeah. like had like our first practice and like wrote like, uh, just a really fucked up song. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. It was just like, I totally lost my train of thought. It's all good. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just like kept doing it and did some tours and wrote some songs and a fucking hot ass storage unit in Etna. And uh, we had a, an intricate system of box fans was not enough. Yep. <laughs> well, it was like two. I thought Box it was like four. Yeah, it was a, yeah. No, it was like two. <laughs> yeah, climate control is a myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah we say they advertise their climate control. Oh, yeah. The, the saying is climate control is a myth. <laughs> uh, but it actually is really cold there now most of the time. Yeah. yeah. It's like Surprising. kind of too cold. But it used to not be. Yeah. So with the beginning phases of D rider to where D rider is now getting ready to release a new album, what has changed within the, the music of the project? Have you felt like any sort of an evolution, any big stylistic changes? I mean, you could have been like a Limp Bizkit cover band when you started for all I know. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised we're not at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe you're talking about, we would have called goals. ourselves. Yeah. We would have called ourselves blood fart. Yeah, <laughs> which was apparently actually, that was like one of the was, names that they yeah. were supposed to choose. Like that was on the table along oh, with, wow. with Limp Bizkit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I forgot about that. I, also, I hate to I say it, but they made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the facts. You know, yeah. never know. One day, new metal Jeopardy might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds yeah, like actually. an event. New metal Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Holy, everybody shit. loses. It can happen like yeah. right after emo night or whatever. <laughs> Holy it was like shit. an emo brunch at the Smiling Moose yeah. that I heard about. Yeah. Oh. I think it has that right after me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want it to have anything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get along in high school. We're not going to get along now. Motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but whenever D Rider started or before the name was applied, whenever you were writing, starting to write music together, what kind of stuff were you doing and how is it different or similar to what you're doing now? I feel like we've like kind of always um like 
Okay, so it's definitely gotten a lot weirder. It's gotten a lot weirder. Mm-hmm. Like we just keep buying things and like keep incorporating it. And so like Tim's keyboard setup is just heavy bonkers. What is it, guys? Buttons and knobs and things. <laughs> yeah, buttons and Pretty knobs. Simple. Yeah, the yeah. once the 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 last the show we played with Harkin, the sound guy just like walked up. He's like. Oh, what's this happy horse shit? He was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. He was so uh, he was so good. I've yeah. been I've been working that into my regular <laughs> like lexicon yeah. of, uh, of catchphrases because I just speak in catchphrases as one does. As one as does. <laughs> so I'm saying <laughs> that one too. Yeah. Fuck's sake, that one too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, like, we've... This kind of, like, goes back to, like, just sort of, like, describing art in, like, any capacity. Just, like, how do you do that? Totally, and, like, totally. The easiest thing for me, at least, is always just, like, uh, we're, like, kind of shoegazy Sonic Youth. Because, like, I saw Sonic Youth when I was, like, 14 and it just ruined my life in a really good way. <laughs> um, so that's like, personally for me, that's always like always there. Sonic Youth and Elliot Smith. Got it. Like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's sometimes there are bands that, you know, start out as like mediocre ska bands and turn out to be, you know, one of the biggest hardcore bands in the world. Shout outs to our friends in Code Orange. But, uh, <laughs> but that's the fact. You never know. Like whenever bands start out sometimes it's like these like it's something completely different than what ends up clicking in for them. And then other times you just have, you know, we know what we want to do. This is what we're into. And then you just start with that and then you that's what you build upon. Yeah, I think too, like um we all like we all have sort of like disparate and also similar influences. I feel mm-hmm. like we're yeah. kind of like all over the map and like, like we can do a lot of different things. And I think we try to like explore as many things as possible. Um, Without and, getting off brand. Yeah. No, gotta <laughs> stay on brand. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, you know, uh, I feel like making concerted efforts is like not really something. I mean, it's definitely not something that has crossed my mind as far as like what kind of art I want to be involved in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. you just do the thing that you do. Yeah. You just, yeah. I think you should make the music that you would want to listen to. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, somebody, um, I was talking to somebody, uh, and they were like, uh, they had the arm just like, yeah, like make, make the thing that you're not, that you're not seeing or not hearing or like whatever. And, you know, just make that real, like do like create this lacking that you're feeling exist in the world. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it's like, you know, you just, just try your best to do what is most truthful to yourself. Totally. Yeah. I think that it's really hard to do anything with passion. That's going to attract other people. If it's not anything that you genuinely care about. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't know. There's probably arguments that could be made about some air quote musicians that exist in the world. And this is an interesting topic. If we want to get into like a brief curmudgeon, uh, a, brief, <laughs> yeah. a, a brief curmudgeon oh, subject sure. or time frame here uh, or a discussion. <clears throat> so you are for, you know, all, all genres aside, you know, fucking, you know, shoegaze, whatever, fuck all that. You're a rock band, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The current state of rock music, how, do you all feel individually about like what is considered modern rock? Are you like, eh, it's whatever. That's just what the kids like. Or do you feel like an old grump about Imagine Dragons being a popular <laughs> yeah. rock band or 21 Pilots being yeah. a rock band? I, I think this uh, also goes back to just kind of like the, the discussion about branding where like this shit just doesn't mean anything anymore. Like indie rock used to mean that things were independently produced and then like, then it was just like, a weird subset of pop music. Okay. Um, and I don't know. Uh, rock is a way bigger umbrella than that. Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff happening still. Um, and I think there's a lot of shitty stuff happening too, but that umbrella is bigger. So it's like all under there. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've been saying this a lot recently, but like Spotify stations are like definitely the new top 40, like, you know, at, like virtually every like hit business I go into, like it's like the same shit that I listen to like at my job. And it's just like, you know, it's like the internet is really interesting in that way. It's like, um, there's a lot of exposure to, uh, like more like literally indie stuff and like, um, like more like underground stuff that just like, you know, it'll show up on Spotify radio and just like, you know, I may have not known about it, but you know, they're playing at my venue and it was like, Oh shit, this is a thing. What? Um, so it's like the, I feel like the landscape of how people are exposing themselves to music is definitely changing. And like, I'm, I actually don't know what's really like mainstream anymore. It's like, I, I've, I'm having such a hard time differentiating between like what is like traditionally mainstream and like what's getting played on like, you know, radio stations that are like seemingly like Mm -hmm. five to 10 decibel louder, decibels louder than every other radio station. (laughs) Um, and, uh, Shout out DV. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, like just like smaller bands, like comparatively um, that just like come on Spotify stations. Cause I feel like the exposure is like still like kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like a different medium. And I feel like the sort of like this shift into more like internet music culture um, which I'm actually like, I support, I totally support. Um, I feel like radio is more or less outdated. That's just like what you do when like your phone is dead or you run out of <laughs> CDs, <Yeah. laughs> which also shout out to CDs. <laughs> I like the access to technology with the internet. And I think it's awesome to be like, Hey, have you heard this new, you know, 
Billy and the Blue Balls album yet. And I'm like, damn, that's all. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I heard that, but you know, Joey over here hasn't heard it. And I could just two clicks send it to him. And yeah. That's the whole fucking mm-hmm. thing. That's really cool. The thing that bums me out about the internet and internet music, I guess, would be, oh, this boy's getting a drink or something. What well, are you doing? Yeah. Just, just bring, bring that whole thing just over bring, here. Yeah, just bring it true. over here. Mm-hmm. The thing that really rubs <laughs> no shame the, it's my friend. You, have, you have to keep those in your lap the whole time yeah. bro. the well, thing you- that, that bugs me is how the main platforms where everybody goes to like your Facebook or your Instagram which are the same thing Twitter mm-hmm. all that stuff I hate how like there isn't an individual or subdivided platform for art or music so it's mm-hmm. like everybody's getting their music feed you know wrangled up with you know a levi's ad or an ad for permani brothers or an ad for coca-cola like it's all mixed in the same so the perception gets thrown off for people that aren't aware like say about d riders art it's like everything's become a numbers game mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. d riders new albums coming out and like somebody random like come across it on instagram and it's like oh cool you know their album's coming out and like you know 20 people have engaged with this cool and it's right next to you know a coca-cola ad or some other big thing like it's all in the same yeah. pot mm-hmm. so like it's not really given a fair chance to like there's yeah. not a place where people go like oh i want to listen to music i'm in the mood to find new music so i'm going to go to this mm-hmm. music thing for underground music well, yeah i guess it'll be more like blogs like that but like, I think I don't think there's a like there a are definitely blogs and there are curated Spotify playlists and things yeah. like that. But I think the amount of like just they require a little more dedication. They require more dedication. Yeah. Most of the people them. that know about blogs are let's be real musicians that are trying to get on them. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you're not wrong. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah. yeah. So I think like over the past decade, the thing that's gotten the most fucked up about trying to be an independent musician is that disconnect from people that aren't musicians. Like only people that really keep mm. up with it yeah. are people that mm. are also just trying to keep up with it. Yeah. And I guess or, that kind of reflects like a larger theme of social media, just creating bubbles that people live in. Right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes it, it just makes it super hard. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, Get rid of social media. Get rid of social. I'm like, I've been pretty good about not paying too much attention to it recently, which Mm-hmm. It seems to be doing me more of a disservice than a service, but yeah. um, I think that that might just be in my head mm-hmm. at the same time. So it's just, it's kind of a pain in the ass because like I miss out on a lot of things and mm-hmm. I always, there's always that, uh, that FOMO fear of missing out thing yeah. that's in the back of my head. Yeah. But for the most part, the way I'm trying to live my life these days is just like whatever's happened to me in the moment. Cool. And if I happen to have an extra five minutes to post a picture on Instagram, I'll do it. But feeling like contractually obligated to myself <laughs> to post to Instagram X amount of times a week right. or a so day. so time consuming. That sounds insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I can't keep up with it. Like, Is that what we're supposed to be doing? It is like a whole game for sure. And I think like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just so tired in general. Like I, find it like you so need to sleep hard. less well it's like you, you i mean yeah like, it's, it would be so much easier if i just didn't have to sleep <laughs> i i fuck agree sleep. with you 100 fuck sleep yeah but I, there's so many people that are like oh you know 
when you play the show? Oh, we just played on Friday. Like, oh, I would have known. I didn't see anything about it. Mm-hmm. Well, we posted. I didn't see anything about it. And then at the same time, the same people will be like, oh, yeah, I had to unfollow so-and-so because they're posting too much. How do you get in the right frame? And I, I find the only way to do it like in a healthy situation is to actually just go out and always be around people face to face. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, right. yeah. No, don't, totally. don't hit yeah. them up on shitty Facebook messenger or something like that. Just yeah. like, like, Hey, I mean, granted, that's how we were communicating earlier. I mean, so yeah. anyways, you got to do what you got to do. But, Shout out uh, Facebook. Stop spying on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, just connecting with people face to face and telling people about things. That's really all you can yeah. do. It doesn't mean anybody's going to come mm. or whatever, but it's, it's a lot better than just blindly inviting somebody to your show on yeah. Facebook yeah. at fucking 1130 at night. Yeah. I think that like, that's what anytime I get an event for something, it'll always be like, Oh, like my phone goes off and it's like, we're like driving or doing in the middle of something else. Mm. And then by the time I even have a chance to check it, it's like built up with, you know, a half dozen other silly things. And it's yeah. like, Oh, you know, well, I got to take a shower. I got to take out the garbage. And then, you know, I'm looking at my phone and like, Oh, whatever. And then you, then it just gets overlooked. It's mm-hmm. like not an efficient way to tell somebody about something important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my phone got hella broken this week. Like it is just not functioning in any capacity. And it's been kind of nice. It was like, uh, <laughs> I was like hanging out with a coworker today and she was like, what have you been doing? I was like, I've just been staring. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Smoking a cigarette. I was like, man, (laughs) fucking concrete's weird. (laughs) It's weird. Like if you ride the bus and you like, don't look at your phone and you Mm, look around, everybody else is on their phones. And then like, you start to feel weird because you're not doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there's like a weird peer pressure to it. Like, it's like, like I actually kind of who's this fucking that. creep not looking at his phone? Yeah, you know? fucking yeah. serial killer. People like look up <laughs> when he gets off the bus, especially if like people look up and like they see that you're just like watching them be totally immersed in their phone, and they like even though they're probably watching other people. Yeah, they're doing something else. Like, <laughs> yo, that's why you low key just have like the camera up, and so it looks like <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah, I'll just observe the world through my phone. I live in like my own virtual reality dystopian future. Oh. We're already there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Things are crazy. Yeah. But getting into this conversation of, you know, connecting with other people face to face. I've had a really interesting dialogue recently with some other bands about the way they interact with each other face to face. Is the writer friends outside of the band and band practice? Do you do things together outside of these? Yeah, circumstances. Oh yeah. What are some of the things that you do to maintain a friendship? Well, a bunch of us used to live together. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that we all lived in a house that was mostly not a house. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it was accurate. Very much under construction um, at the time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like lately we haven't been able to see each other as much as we used to. Yeah, Um, this very much just lately because we've working or moving or something like that. But one of the things that we used to do the most is probably cook dinner together. Oh yeah. The family yeah, dinners. We'd have family dinner. Every Sunday. <laughs> I'm really interested in this. 
<laughs> Your boy loves food. So oh. let's just say, I'm not trying to impose. I'm not imposing myself. But I'm saying, let's say you invite your boy Sykes oh, to yeah. a D-Rider family okay. dinner. Yeah. What might I expect to see on the menu? Something really weird. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's fucking well, talk about it. I mean, it's usually like, it and we just... What's the worst? I'm trying to think of the worst thing I ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Some things don't go well. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. We never like really plan those things. It's very much just like, what's in the fridge? What's about to expire? Curry. A lot of curries. Curries. Um, One time we made steaks for Brett's birthday and we all fell asleep from the meat sweats. It was like meat coma. Yeah. Heavy meat sweats. Usually like if I end up chopping something, I'll forget that I'm holding a knife and almost kill half the people there by (laughs) gesticulating while I'm talking. So... I actually didn't even know I did that until I saw you just like looking at me once. Like, just like looking at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, like, dude, you're just waving a knife in my face. (laughs) Yeah. That's real. Or like how you start start a grill or were you starting the grill or were you starting the barrel of fire? It was the barrel of fire. <laughs> also in this house, there was just a barrel that had fire in it. Uh, We'd hang out with that. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out by the fire. The starter was just a cardboard box full of just burning paper. Like, oh, yeah. that was lit. Oh, that was, that was Rick. Oh, yeah. I thought that you was... nearly caught your mom on fire. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> would have been the end of Core Mom. Core Mom was in the mix. Shout out to Core Mom. Was that before or after we shotgun the beer? I don't know. Probably during. Cormac's mom can out party all of us. Yeah, it's true. And has out party. That all is of true. Us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, consistently. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> That's fucking killer. Shout out to Mom. <laughs> I love my mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I think that that's really cool because I think that there's an issue. With, I mean, it's not obviously an obligation for bands to hang out, but there's a different dynamic that I can tell. Like, I could already tell that the four of you hang out outside of band practice and that you have a relationship that extends beyond the band versus talking with other bands that I could tell, you know, don't really hang out, whether it's because they live on different sides of town or because it's like some weird, like, Craigslist hodgepodge of a band, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But, I think it's really important to have that relationship just so you understand the energy that everybody's bringing to the table on like a a weekly basis. Because sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody might have some negative shit going on and that can like leak into the band. And if you don't know what's going on, everybody's like, you know, what the fuck's Mm -hmm. wrong with Tim this week? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That definitely happens with all of us. Of course you're fucking human. Yeah. It's going to happen, but it's it's so crucial to know what's going on. Yeah understand yeah. that because it could really affect the art and like the band on like a really detrimental way. If those discussions don't happen. Yeah. I've, I've been in a band, one band in particular where we didn't have that and the band didn't last very long as a result because it was just that everything was just so mm-hmm. disconnected and it was so weird. I felt like, you know, we made really good music together, but none of us really knew each other. Hmm. Uh, it was, it was strange. Yeah. But it was like one of those situations like where like we were friends and then like we grew apart as the band was a thing, mm-hmm. which I guess like man, adults, what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah. That's life. Yeah. yeah. Being an adult. But I mean, it's, like- it's, it's really important. I think for a band or just people in general to uh, be transparent and communicate and all those things, especially if yeah. you're trying to do something as like intimate as like, create art together. That's intense. It's really, really intense. It's a conversation yeah. without words. 
Like for sure. And like, I mean, you know, we're all like pretty intensely emotional people. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, like this is like my support system. Like I love y'all. Also, I love y'all. <laughs> oh, love you back. Getting, you too. Yeah. Sentimental here. Um, yeah, like, you know, I just, I, you know, my professional life is like, like intensely social. And it's like, so like, I just like, need to just like get the fuck away sometimes. And it's like, you know, y'all are like people that I just like always like talk to text and like, yeah. just like just mm-hmm. check but, out this stupid fucking thing that I just <laughs> had to do. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, I think like playing in a band with people is also really interesting because I can't think of that many other activities where you spend like, I don't know. We practice like somewhere between three and five hours and you hardly say anything to each other because yeah. you're making loud noise the whole time. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, that's if, if you don't so, like, hang out with each other outside of that, that just automatically creates a really weird circumstance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, it, it is really, really strange. Um, just not having that dynamic of really knowing what's going on with each other and then getting together and expecting to create something like really beautiful and have this discussion with each other when you don't even know, like, like, what'd you do this week? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. how's, how's your kid? How's what, you know, like whatever the circuit, like what is like, So like, usually like that's the really convenient thing about like the bands that I'm in now, it's always like a get together, like, you know, order a pizza, open up a beer, hang out, chat, practice for a bit. Yeah. Play some video, do, do all the dumb shit. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. it's almost like a 30%, work 70% bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's totally cool. It works for us. And like, we're all happy and can go to bed at night, the end of the night, I think with like a, a positive feel on everything. And I think that that's, that should be the end goal really, yeah. at least for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's funny. Cause I'm pretty sure like our productivity at practice is probably directly linked to how much we've seen each other in the past like week or so because yeah. we haven't really seen each other most of the practice is just been us like all oh, hanging yeah. out yeah. together yeah. totally so like but if we've like been hanging out a bunch like prior to that then we'll just like stroll in and, yeah. and just mm-hmm. play just do the damn thing do the damn thing yeah and like I don't I don't think I could possibly like exist in a band that didn't have like some sort of like emotional attachment to it like it's like you know like music has always for me been for lack of a better term, like a crutch and like something that like, I just this pain in the ass thing that I need to do. Um, we're talking about like, you know, the creative drive and, and what, why it's done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Intention is really interesting in that way. Yeah. It was like, I guess that's like, Sometimes it's like, uh, sometimes there's like a goal or at least like a vague idea of what you want to accomplish. Um, and like, and then I would say the other, like half the time it's like, you know, that that's somewhere there, but you use the process to identify it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
the process. I, I had noticed that like when I started playing with y'all, uh, like I'd show up at practice and we'd spend like sometimes like 20 to 40 minutes just kind of like noodling around and playing at the beginning of practice, which is something I like never did with other bands. And it was just like a way of like oh, really? sort of like reaching out. Well, like huh. not as regularly. Um, like yeah. before, like we even like talked about what we were going to do or anything. Like we just started playing without talking about it. Um, yeah. And that was like, yeah, I think, uh, a cool way of like, just like figuring out what your intention is sometimes. Like mm-hmm. you're like, or whatever out, out of the material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playing it first. Yeah. We've written some really cool stuff that like, we'll never, nobody will ever hear again, including. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, like, yeah. We'll like be playing a bit later. It's like, what was that one thing we were doing earlier? Oh, no. There's a lot of just fuck. I if think, I know, yeah. I think there's a beauty in that. And I, I try to remind myself about that. Like it's okay as a, a creator to just make stuff for yourself or for, you know, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it's just very with, ephemeral too. Or, yeah. Just creating with, ephemera yeah. with the internet and how easy it is to just put things out. I feel like there's a part of me that feels like every little thing I do needs to be released. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, look at me. I'm playing keyboards. Let's, let's film a video of the wave files and post it on my Instagram <laughs> story. So everybody knows that I'm still relevant. Anybody really cares. And like, I'm trying to like shake that. And it's like, I mean, there's things that we do, the band or just myself working on stuff. And it's like, whatever, like this is for me. Cool. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, that's also like, um, you know, is art inherently self-serving? Um, which like, yeah, my only answer is like, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Like whenever um, that question comes up, like whenever someone starts talking about art or the purpose of it, I just always think of that Oscar Wilde quote, which is all art is quite useless. <laughs> and like, um, yeah. Like anytime someone's like starts going into like, Oh, art and what does it mean? And all it's just like, don't have this conversation. Yeah. This is the dumbest that, fucking conversation you could have. Yeah. Just do it. That goes back to my point at the beginning of the conversation when it was like, I'm glad that you didn't really have a solid answer for the <laughs> yeah. question. It's, I mean, it's a lot more human. That, al- yeah, that also felt like kind of like a sociopath test. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Cool. I'm not a sociopath. Well, let's have a drink. Fuck. I'm actually empty. So right. you want to re up yeah. your boy over here? I was gonna, I was gonna, I was right. gonna grab a beer, but you know what? Oh, I've yeah. already had enough beer, yeah. so maybe we'll do another water real quick. Sure. And while I'm opening this up, before I forget, uh, speaking of you know how uh, all this negativity of social media, regardless of you listening to a podcast right now on the internet, <laughs> the that you probably awesome. found out about through Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody where people can find <laughs> D-Rider on the internet? <laughs> uh, we're, well, we're currently setting up a scavenger hunt. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to hide in various we're, places. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like internet scavenger hunt would be kind of cool. Oh, an oh. internet scavenger yeah. hunt. That sounds like some dark like web shit. That does sound like some dark web shit. Ooh. Yo. Let's get into the dark. What are you doing in 2019? <laughs> I'm getting real into the dark web. Yeah. Shout out Ben Tavis. Yeah, shout out Ben Tavis. Uh, blockchain? Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours is uh, very uh, into blockchain technology. We all got one. 
We all got one <laughs> yeah, of those yeah. ones. Trust me. It's okay. fine. It's cool. There's, yeah. there's those bar rants. Diversity is what makes the world beautiful, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really does. This one does. Back to the, back to the question. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We do, we do have a band camp. You know, Sean's you can good. For that. Uh, we're on Instagram. I think it's yeah, Derider PGH. Derider PGH yeah. on, on the gram. Yeah, I think everywhere Derider PGH is a thing. Yeah. I think we have, do we have a Twitter? We do. We I did. I just dis- disabled the millions Twitter, of notifications no y'all been oh, yeah. getting in the email for years. <laughs> Every band has a Twitter. No bands that I know use it. It's so yeah. fucking funny. It's so weird. Yeah, it's, it's a weird environment. I'm not interested in it, to be completely honest yeah, with you. Same. I'm pretty sure I like posted like a couple months ago. Uh, and it just said like, oh yeah, I hate this. <laughs> and I got one like, nice. <laughs> which is more than usual. There's okay. I can tell you this. If you want to succeed on social media, just be incredibly negative. <laughs> oh, oh, like trolling. Whether it's trolling, it's it could be like, I hate you. It could be, I hate you. I hate myself. I hate pop tarts. Mm-hmm. I hate white shoes. I hate black socks, whatever. Just say you hate something. Oh, wow. And yeah. that you'll. Do you, do you have to preface it with hot take? <laughs> hot, <laughs> take. hot take. Hot take. <laughs> hot take seems a little bit too sensitive. Uh, like, like, you know, like you don't want to. Okay. Just, just be very just straight up. I'm being fully sarcastic. I don't want anybody out there to do it, but I have noticed it does seem like a lot of people just gravitate towards that yeah. negativity because I think that I'd be interested to like, like run an algorithm that analyzes like, um, like those sorts of words, like, you know, like hate or good or bad or like sort of like breaks them well, out and like identifies be- the general, like, flavor of social media I guess it's, to be completely transparent it's honestly it's just extremes because it i can is, post yeah. a picture with my girlfriend that's like all wholesome and shit and a lot of people will like that too people like things that are like extremely wholesome or extremely hateful or faces <laughs> yeah. People also yeah. really like and faces. i think mm-hmm. actually what's really interesting about just like network theory in general is that it naturally polarizes so this isn't even like specific to social media this is just about how networks function uh, and social media is like we didn't tell you he's like a huge nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it going. Keep it going. This almost sounds like we're having a real podcast now. <laughs> oh yeah, but no, they, like, yeah, they, they, they they lay your network theory on me, yeah, bro. They naturally polarize and uh, or create polarized groups, I should say. Yeah, based on the structure, because it's all like it's like reinforcement learning, essentially. Mm. Where if you right. go down a certain path, you're also in the future more likely to go down that certain path. So like if you think about like in the brain, like a, a neuron, it's like neuroplasticity. Or if you keep on doing something, your brain eventually like makes those pathways easier to access. And the same with networks, uh, which the brain is just a huge network. Yeah. Um, but once you like, you know, if you start really like going off about black socks and you're like, man, I socks are terrible like you know like green socks are much better like you're gonna naturally start creating a bubble around yourself of green sock loving folks and you know that's gonna be your world mm-hmm. and that's but how societies are formed right and that yeah, world, basically. that world will be also flat mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're all flat earthers <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> 
and anti-vax. Goes right <laughs> out. Yeah. No, 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 I can't even say that in jest. That's actually like one case where I'm like, okay, like censorship is a really difficult topic to get into because there are some things where I'm like, and people posting like really bigoted racist or, or uh, homophobic things, for instance, I'm just like, you shouldn't be allowed to say that. But also like, like if you start censoring people, that just opens up a huge I, can of worms. I, right. I want people to say things like that. So I know who they you know, are. Yeah. I was about That's to say that. Point. Like, yeah. yeah you Good said filter. that you still, yeah. even what mm-hmm. you said about like creating the bubble around the like-minded people. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, so it's like- dangerous in a way, but it's also, I think, scarier when that's when that's like underground and more hidden yeah i feel Mm -hmm. like it's a lot i feel like if we're gonna get into this topic which i guess we're going to um (laughs) it's as one i feel that it's a lot better to let that stuff exist so you know where it's coming from and ignore it rather than trying to i guess like you know like silence it or deplatform it or whatever like that because then yeah regardless of what side it is whenever you try to tell somebody they can't do something they're just gonna do it louder and i feel like it, it or amplifies more, like, the situation yeah. it's like it's almost like by you by like uh by you like you know telling them like i don't know how to word this but i feel like it like validates their they're thin right. in a way yeah. versus yeah. just ignoring it. Well, it makes them martyrs for a yeah. cause. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like the, um, have, you know? yeah, like the, um, like glorifying like a serial killer or a bomber or something like yeah. that, you know? Uh, but sure. it's, it's hard to put like one definite yes or no. This is how you should react in this situation to anything because there's so much nuance depending on every situation. Yeah. Right. But the, the internet makes things really weird though. Just yeah. talking about in terms of the internet and who should be able to like make a post on Twitter about a certain thing. I feel like yeah. if it, if I feel like if I can see like, if I could see a wiener on Twitter, I should be able to, you know, somebody should be able to post like whatever dumb shit they want to post. And then if you want to interact with them or not, that's up to you as an adult, you right. know, like whether or not like, Hey, you know, this person's a piece of shit. We're not going to interact with them, put them on blast. But the taking it away from saying like, Hey, you know, you can't be a piece of shit on this platform. That doesn't seem mm-hmm. like fair. I don't know. Even I don't think I don't want to be fair to those people. I don't know. What do you I think? think I feel like sometimes like ignoring things. It I mean, everyone has their own it's a choice of whether to do it or not. I don't I don't know if engaging with that on the internet, like through that way of talking, like of, of trying to like change somebody's mind about something or confront them about something, is that effective? But I do think that engaging in actual conversation with people that think differently than you and like have these issues that are really greatly affecting people is still mm-hmm. super, super important. Cause that's, what's been lacking. I think is like people being exposed to the things that they're afraid of and dehumanizing and, yeah. and all of that. So, but, but I also don't, so it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can find people who disagree with you or agree with you through things like the internet. And there's so much content out there and a lot of exposure, but I also think that that can be, it can be overwhelming and it's like really hard to have a genuine human interaction and that will actually change someone in that way. But maybe you could use it to like get together 
with them mm-hmm. in like a safer space or like mm-hmm. in a common yeah. space in the world yeah. and really like do something like this. Like if we were having a phone interview, it would probably feel very different yeah. than oh, like totally. yeah. us being in a room. Interviews. It's like impossible yeah. to yeah. connect. And I think before, I think when I, I think I said the word ignore, I don't think I necessarily meant like ignore it in terms of pr- like, you know, oh, not, not engaged. Is that I think like, it's I yeah. just meant more like, you know, like as an adult or as a human being, you have a choice. Like it's your decision who you decide to interact with. Yeah. Like on Facebook mm-hmm. and things like that. People are always like, I'm going to delete my account. I can't take all this stuff anymore. <laughs> it's like, you know, you choose. Yeah. Who yeah. You, know, yeah. you either <laughs> accept that, you know, your friends are assholes or you delete them. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's one or the other. You don't yeah. have to like, remove yourself from <laughs> the, from the situation. Yeah. Real good guy. Total <laughs> fucking scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But with the um but with the internet and having all of these it's just it's it it's again, this is another thing of just going back to just being in a band. It's like mm. we're trying to promote our art in the same exact <laughs> platform yeah. that all this other noise is going on. In it's, it. it's a marketplace. Right. That's also a sewer. That's also <laughs> like a wrestling arena. It's, yeah. it's but that's weird. also why we play shows. Like we're yeah. also a band that mostly plays live yeah. um, and doesn't have a ton on the internet or it doesn't yeah. do a ton of like social marketing, but we used to, like, we, I think we'd rather like, you know, instead of like being, having like a, digital media supervisor or something like that. I think we'd rather just like go on tour a bunch and yeah. meet people that mm-hmm. way and, and be in different cities and other bands. And- yeah. I think face to face, I mean, we've said it a few times already in this conversation, but that's really, really important. Just having those, those moments where you can lock in with people and you actually get to know what's going on with somebody. If you're talking to them mm-hmm. person yeah. to person versus, Trying to have a discussion with somebody about anything on the internet is so impossible. Yeah, because, like, I mean, like, face-to-face is, like, definitely way more difficult than, like, if you have this, literally a screen in front of you. Um, Or just, like, it's, like, so much less personal. But, like, you have to, I feel like face-to-face conversations, like, you kind of have to, like... I don't want to say like censor yourself, but like you have to be more thoughtful about the language that you well, yeah, use. Yeah. There's right. just nuance and body language. I would disagree with you there because like, I would say like, like I could like, you know, say something that maybe I hadn't like completely fresh out of my mind, but like based on like my body language or the way I'm saying it or the tone of my voice, you could intuitively pick up on what I'm, trying to express right but if you receive that text with no context without those like social cues around it mm-hmm. but what i'm saying like my intent my meaning could be construed as something totally different oh yeah like, you know so i like it's harder to communicate like truthfully but easier to be an asshole <laughs> I think that's what we're saying. Yeah. Like, I, like there are all these other Culture. cues uh, and, like genius. humanity i always think about you ever or communicating with somebody like organizing plans with somebody through text message. And it's just like, you're in the middle of doing something. You just respond like, okay. Yeah. And it's like, uh-huh. like, what the fuck? Like, what does that like, okay <laughs> mean? Like, There's a period <laughs> after it too. What uh-huh. the hell did I do wrong? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, if those sort of things, if, if something that small could get read wrong, sure. Yeah. You yeah. know, that when you're talking about like a much 
more complex situation. It's yeah. really easy yeah. for the details to get yeah. read wrong or misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. And I've always been really fascinated with the way going back to my negativity on the internet, how mm-hmm. say, for example, if you're at a restaurant and you get really good service, do you ever feel compelled to go and Yelp and write like a really good review? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm not yeah. taking any of you as like negative Nelp Yelp reviewers, wow. but oh, also a platform still- called Nelp. Yeah, but no, uh, but I feel like if you have a bad experience, it's like, right. It's like, who yeah. can I call? Uh-huh. Who can I complain about this? But if sure. something really good happens, it's, it's like, true. It doesn't get recorded. Yeah. A lot of people tend to keep that to themselves. So there's mm-hmm. this like, there's this thing whenever something negative is happening where you want to share it with the world so you can relate with other people that have had that similar negative experience and maybe get some sort of like, uh, I don't know, just like I, I wonder if validation it's like, for the negativity. And it's yeah. it's. It's I mean, really, really strange. One star Yelp reviews are like a really guilty pleasure of mine. Oh, like, I, love them. <laughs> I love them so much. They're just like so ridiculous. And sometimes the like the places are just like so outlandish. Oh. And I'm just like, you know, they're probably right, but it's just like this sounds so funny. And I kind of want to go there. I, I really like the review of the dump. Calling calling it a dump. It was like legit. Like, remember we reviewing? We read that Yelp review of the dump near your house. Oh, also, <laughs> they're like this place is a total is, dump. What is it called? It was a it's negative not called review. A dump. It's called the Reserve Park or something. The Reserve like that. Park Environment no, Environmental Environmental Park. Park. And it's a it's a, it's a, it's a total dump. It's a dump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, trash cemetery. Yeah. yeah, I really like reading one star reviews on Sweetwater. Oh, oh my god, that's yeah, that's probably amazing. Yeah, uh, there isn't there for unfortunately isn't a way to just like dig into it, but like I browse gear a lot just because that's my like rather than like filtering through Instagram or Facebook at the end of the night, I'm like, oh, let's look at expensive shit at only. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that's fair. I just well, got a voicemail. <laughs> I just got a voicemail and an email from Jake the other day. Shout out to Jake or Marshall. Who's Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, so many calls. It's like, like, hey, it's Jason like, Sweetwater. We should put your headphone in, buddy. Yeah, yeah right. I, I, I like, call them back because I just broke a ride symbol. I, <laughs> I think oh, I do. I do just want to call him back and yeah. just like talk about like. Yo, so, we should get the Sweetwater team on the podcast. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to order a bunch of gear. Eat all the like, candy they send. You get hopped up yeah. on sugar. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. They send you shitties that yeah. like Smarties yeah. and cowtails. Oh, like, Just kidding. I like do you candy. think anybody's ever sent them anything back? <gasps> we should send them a care package back. Oh. Oh. Like toothbrushes. You can get sponsored. <laughs> I love that. I mean, yeah. honestly. As yeah. someone who, yeah. like, my only Christmas Tooth- gift is gear was gear was uh, chapstick and toothpaste from my mom. We need to send them, we need to send them a case of fucking Henry's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still We've been trying to get Henry's. sponsored by oh, old yeah. grandma. Shout out to oh, yes. we, uh Actually, I was like, going back. So, to obviously, I feel yeah. like, I feel like, I mean, obviously, I'm sitting here with people that I think that are on the the hard sparkling water thing. Like, uh, when did you find out about this movement, and oh, how are you feeling about it? I remember when I found out about it, which was at it was after going to see Sir at uh, oh, yeah. Gooskies, and uh, shout out Sir, shout out to Sir, um, who will never watch this. Yeah, he will never no. see you this. You might listen to it. Uh, you might listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I remember like like. Uh, 
so I remember like we were talking about it with April and she was like, yeah, just try one. Like they're great. And like, apparently she like walked down to the end of the bar and walked back. And I was like, that was pretty good. And she's like, you drank that in like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably not like have another one because you're going to get drunk really fast. And I was like, that's a good idea. I'll just take a player. Okay. <laughs> has, do you know anybody that has gotten drunk specifically off of sparkling waters? Yeah, let me yeah. tell you about Truly Wine. <laughs> oh, it is a Truly and box wine. Okay, so that's a cheat code. But I'm talking. About- <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, no, I I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, it's like they're always in the mix. I'm curious. They're never, never going solo. I feel yeah. like it would be a fun experiment to actually try to get drunk off of these. I mean, find totally out. could. Like, it's, it's there's some that are like eight. Oh, never mind. There's I'm thinking of the strong, slushies. Some of the Trulies are like six or seven percent. Yeah. But I mean, like, this is like 4.2 percent, which is like your average domestic yeah. beer. I feel like you need to figure out how many normal beers, like how many PBRs you would need to get drunk, which I guess is probably also a good question. I... And then, and then, how many of these <laughs> we would 30. need? Depends on whether Tim ate today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did you eat today? Uh, uh, Tim forgets to eat. Yo, shout outs real quick to El yeah. Burrow. <laughs> I went to El Burrow <laughs> right before we recorded this. Yeah. And like, I have a huge, dense chunk of burrito in my stomach right now. So that's uh, probably ooh. a big part of the reason why I'm like, whatever. But, but it's like crowd yeah. surfing on a sea of bubbles. I am really curious if anybody out there is listening <laughs> or sorry. is, you know, a, that's into this shit. If you let me know if you've gotten drunk off of one of these um ooh, this is topical. one or several drunk drunk off of drinking just like, like yes. that, right sparkling water in an evening yeah. nothing well, else we should probably set up a controlled experiment it probably should this yeah. the only it's the only ethical the way only, yeah. The only yeah. yeah i mean yeah. i'm down if, if y'all are down with the control yeah. being well like trying to get drunk off of you start water. you start so you yeah you start and you sober. get a bunch of this bullshit and you drink it yeah cool, cool. And see what happens. What are y'all doing later? <laughs> well, I mean, we're, I kind of, we're kind of doing that right now. I have now. to go to Target true, and get actually. green socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing now. Shit. Um, Hashtag green socks. Real yeah. quick, I do. I, I'm going to have a sidestep uh, to chat with you real quick. So yesterday I had for first time, I don't know if any of you have had this yet. Speaking of uh, alternative alcohol. The PBR hard coffee. Oh, oh yeah. we were just talking about that. Yeah, I have not. Has anybody here it. had the PBR hard coffee? No, I yeah. haven't no. had a full one, but I tried to sip, and it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay, it's also a really appealing color. I just like the packaging. Mm. I, love, yeah. I, like I, had whole, I just I like things that are brown. <laughs> I thought it was coffee and beer, and that sounds like the worst. Like. Digestive injustice you could do to yourself. Well, so what yeah, is sure. it? There, there are a lot of breweries Ooh. that do yeah. good coffee ales. Did you like coffee stouts? Yeah. yeah. That's not I, what I, it I, is? No. No, it's I no, think it's I'm just, the, oh, hang on. Stool me. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna let you know what the fuck you're dealing with. <laughs> Take me to hell. So, but I was expecting it to be like a coffee lager or something. Like right. because it's marketed as PBR. Yeah. Right. But it's essentially like, have you ever had like one of those Starbucks double yeah, shots? Yeah, that's what we're saying. It's yeah. exactly like that. Or like, yeah. a, uh, like the Monster Energy Java drinks. Mm-hmm. It's like that and a Four Whoa. loco put together. Oh my God. So there's yeah. like malt liquor in the mix or? 
There's malt liquor. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Because well, that's what it's happened with Four like, Loco, right? Like, they had to take out the caffeine. Yeah. Where like it tastes like that, like yeah. shitty, like Starbucks double shot. A lot of people on I posted a picture on Facebook, and everybody was like, "It tastes like you who I love," and I'm like, "Okay, you I, fucking I've heard children." Chocolate drink. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, I mean, that's fine. Like, I don't, I don't have any beef. Whatever anybody finds joy in, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of these people that's gonna shit on your parade. But I didn't like it very much. But I just, it really just threw me off because it is like it's. Like a coffee, milky, it's milky. It's yeah, milk. and it, it has, has milk in it. Yeah, and it, it's literally like just one of those like canned Starbucks gas station drinks yeah. with some mish, like a little sprinkle of supposedly alcohol in it. Mm. Wow. It just made me feel bloated. Uh, <laughs> I can't I believe that. I, I, feel like I didn't think it was that it. bad. It's not like a thing that I would like to drink, but it didn't like, it didn't offend me the way that I thought it was. Like I went I into it like, all right. It's going to be awful. I feel like that would be terrible to like throw up though. Oh, oh totally. well, that's the thing. Uh, my question now, honestly, is like, okay, so easily like a normal beer, you know, I could drink a good bit of beer. So I could drink a good bit of like, you know, some rum and Cokes or whatever. Like I cannot imagine drinking more than one of those PBR hard coffees. Oh, and no. I would love to meet yeah. anybody that's drank like more than two or three of those fucking. Well, beers. I would say right. that like maybe as a, oh, hi Mike. Um, as an episode on this podcast, you do both experiments. We have um, how many Trulies or Henrys or, you know, whatever these things are, say. sparkling hard, hard, hard sodas. alcohols yeah, uh, to get drunk. And then you have someone else on the other side of the table that's just slamming PBR. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the paramedics in the hallway and their heart no, no. explodes. Real quick. Uh, shout outs to... Uh, previous podcast guests and friends in the band back alley sound according to that thread up yesterday it seemed like that whole crew was very heavy on the pbr hard coffee <laughs> so i think i'm gonna get d rider and back alley sound in the house they're gonna oh, represent yeah. PBR hard coffee hell yeah let's do and uh you know we'll just see John, what the, do you need to sing i do need to sing. we'll see what the fuck happens yeah like, mm, thank you this one's weird I don't you like know, this, this one. One's okay. Which yeah. one's that? Strawberry, yeah. strawberry, strawberry kiwi. kiwi. You know what? Yeah. I don't know why, but the lemon lime reminded me of a pork chop. <laughs> what? I, I don't know why don't either. Know. That's bizarre. And now I'm just thinking about the show Lamb Chop. Oh. Remember, like, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, the, yeah. Yeah, the thing. I'm pretty yeah. sure I have oh, this Oh, my gosh. Animal. Did I tell you guys about the opera? I went to the opera. <laughs> and <laughs> it, was, uh, it was two operas that Fred Rogers had wrote. Really? And we're being huh. performed by the, the Pittsburgh Opera Company. Oh. Um, and it was like this very, and of course, everyone's like, you know, like talking about how great of a guy Fred Rogers was. And he seems to be one of the few people that's like, as a celebrity, has yet to have anything come out that's like damning about them. Mm-hmm. He just seems to be actually unbelievably a genuinely good human. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah which is just weird. People hate uh, that. Yeah. It's weird, strange. <laughs> but uh, they were so, they were very interesting. Um, so definitely recommend, you can probably find like YouTube videos or something. Of Are they in operas. English? Yeah. Oh, cause That's opera's not question. Question. <laughs> Why would they not be? <laughs> 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 I don't know. I should be in English. It should be in like, Oh, the Yinzer opera. Oh yeah. my. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Ah. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you. Before. Oh, dang. Before we wrap up the episode, we've been going over an hour. I do want to throw in some listener questions. We like to have listener questions that get submitted to the show. They're not for D riders specifically, but just goofy people in the scene like to ask goofy questions, and it's right. always fun. Okay. So I'm going to pull up uh, Facebook here on the uh, on the TV here. Okay. We have some good questions Hi, from some good people. Oh. That's actually where did it go? There it is. All right, so we're actually oh, yeah. going to do Brenda's question here. Hi, Shout Brenda. out for Brenda. We love you, Because I feel like she asked a really, really fun question here. So, okay. Most uh, shout outs to Brenda from the band Hell Old yeah. Game. Hell yeah. yeah. asks, most challenging task as a kindergartner? Not being cross-eyed. Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that actually yeah. was my most. We, we shouldn't yeah. laugh at that. Well, I, I forgot yeah. about that though. So, oh, are you sorry? I used to have glasses. I was yeah? as a kindergartner. I was cross-eyed as fuck. Whoa! And uh, then I got glasses, and then I blew those glasses up, and my eyes were fixed. That was your own personal most cha- challenging. Yes. Okay. That was the task. What was your most challenging task? Oh, I, the the thing that came to mind was just putting all the toys back after like recess at like uh, like half day kindergarten. Mm. We did. Nobody wanted to do that. <laughs> we didn't do that well. Yeah. Yeah. That. Absolutely not. Uh, mine was definitely uh, trying to express myself through show and tell without making myself incredibly more ostracized. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, the short, short version of the story is my, my great grandfather was a rock hunter and like collected, <laughs> collected rocks and things like that. And he had a rock lot hunter? of, yeah, but like that's, that's the like that the cool term. Fucking I also just remember like, whenever you were moving, like someone was joking, like, what are these what boxes? A box of rocks. Of rocks? And it was, like, it was a box. Yes, yeah. the box. <laughs> I have a lot of this collection, and some of it is the is like petrified feces, which has I forget the name. It's like pulp, pur, propolite or something. I forget. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to bring this in, show kids like like how cool poop can be, but like when it becomes a rock and you can touch it. Yeah, then, that's, that's, that's not the kindergarten move. Right? Yeah, no, it wasn't, but I thought it was great. And then when everybody <laughs> laughed at me for holding poop, I was just like, I'll show them that's not really poop anymore and you can lick it. And then <laughs> I licked the poop. It was a rock. And then I was, t- till this day, uh, the girl who licked Cheers to you. Licked yeah. poop. <laughs> the girl right. who licked poop. Oh, yeah. Without oh, a dragon oh, tattoo. Oh, keep asking me a Henry. Yeah, so show and tell was my greatest. Uh, most challenging task. Yeah, damn. What you got? Fuck. Uh, I guess the only thing I can really think of is remembering my own birthday, which is probably reasonable at that age, I think. Yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. Facebook oh. notifications. Hello. Get that out of there. Yeah. So I, I'm like neglecting to really even want to say this out loud, but... It's not that bad. It reflects more poorly on the people that I went to school with. But the first thing that comes to mind, I guess a nice way of saying it would be socializing. Mm -hmm. Um, The school that I went to in the neighborhood that I grew up in wasn't very great. And I went to in kindergarten, first grade, but specifically kindergarten, some terrible kids. And like, I just couldn't get along with everybody. And there would be this thing where every day when we would do bathroom break, there was this group of kids that would intentionally piss on the radiators. Oh, whoa. whoa. That's a, that's and a because scent. I wouldn't piss on the radiators, like I wasn't cool. You weren't so kid. every time I think about kindergarten now, I think about those kids pissing on the radiators. And like, there's like a very familiar scent. It's not the best but yeah my, my most challenging <laughs> task as a kindergartner i guess was just 
I don't know, just trying to understand what the fuck was going on with other kids. It didn't make any sense. Like I didn't really even have like legitimate friends until probably sixth or seventh grade. And then even at that point, like I'd moved into a different school district. So I had that like that cool kid from a new school thing in my pocket and then it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the the early (laughs) Genesee LaCroix. (laughs) Okay. Looping back. (laughs) Well, looping back, we'll end this on something just a little bit more, uh, we'll say grounded and serious. <laughs> There's a common thread. This was most recently I had posted just something like, hey, I need some listener questions and people had dropped a bunch of stuff. And a common thread that's in here, actually, we'll stop on uh, David from Pet Clinic. A lot of people yeah. were asking about success. Yeah, Jonna here, what do you consider success? David here, define success. A lot of people, mm. what is success? Success, success, success. And I think these are questions coming from friends of ours that, you know, are word harking people hardworking people in the scene. And I can understand that mentality of like, what is success? And for me, I would say that it is just, I recently, by recently, I mean the past couple of years, I've kind of stopped sweating so much mm-hmm. feeling like I'm not accomplishing things, even if there's only, you know, 20 people coming out to a show or if only I'm getting, you know, a hundred downloads on an album or some shit like that, because outside of like the selfishness of art, because how important is art as we had talked about, (laughs) it's like, well, I have a job that I enjoy doing and I have like a family and people that I care about and a home that I work hard to live in. Like not trying to sound like all like corny and hallmarky and plateau, like, you know, like settling, but like, I've worked hard for a long time to get these things and like life's pretty cool. So to me that feels successful. So I kind of define success as just being happy at the end of the day, knowing that I worked for what I did and I accomplished something. And then tomorrow I have an opportunity to just make it even cooler. Mm. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Mm. Yeah. What about y'all? I would say I'll, I'll take that one first if that's okay. I've been thinking about, I think about this a lot in, in my life and, in and outside of Derider, but I think especially with Derider, it's been um, feeling confident in and safe, like in, in your own path and how you want to do things and that you feel like you're continually growing with the people around you and as a person and like, but also like how being able to be reflective on that and actually being able, being able to change and have more control over, over how you change those things and what you want to do. And I feel like that's what I've enjoyed the most about how we've developed as people, people as friends and as a band, as in a band. Um, so I feel like it's similar to what we we're talking earlier about not necessarily being about a destination, but like what the, what the path that you're on um, and, and how you feel about it. And if you feel, uh, if you feel like it's, it's one that you feel good about. Totally. And if you don't feel good about it or if something's not going how you want it to go, I don't know. I don't want to maybe in some aspects kind of like taking some responsibility for that and asking yourself like, okay, like what exactly don't I like about this? Figuring out those problems and then figuring out what you need to do to work on that. Right. Cause everybody has different milestones, you know, and it's like, I think our society has built these like certain events that happen with like a career or just like at a certain point of your life or at a certain age. And it's just, that's just not the case for everybody. 
or most people going back to talking about like Instagram and shit like that, you know, like comparing yourself to other people, like, you know, you have your little your little post of your little band that has its little <laughs> its little likes next to you know so and so, and it's like, oh, I guess what I'm doing is completely worthless. It's like, no, right. it's not worthless if it means something to you and the people around you. I feel like the internet has made us. It's like these like superficial bubbles of like mm-hmm. what we should aspire to be, and then we neglect the things that are like right in front of us and our immediate. Uh, our immediate friends and family. I don't yeah, think, like, I think that's a very divisive tactic though. Mm, nobody's yeah. like meant to like, it, you can't possibly manage having hundreds or thousands of friends, but we all have hundreds the, of friends on Facebook. I think it's the number is like, yeah, yeah, can. Number is what, like 155 is actually the amount. There's, there's a, there's a number, there's a specific number of people that you can actually, <laughs> this like, is true. You can actually know. Humans yeah. and primates. Of course uh, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget if it's 55 or 155. Might be, I would imagine it might even be 55. I think it's 55. That sounds reasonable. But there's like, like that's the amount of people that you can actually basically give a shit about. <laughs> to put it in. That a, seems like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that does seem like yeah, a lot too. People. Yeah. Hey, you know? Yeah. But, but like, like to me, I'm limit. just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's the limit. He's 56. He's 56. <laughs> I mean, can't drive 55. I had to. Fuck's sake. Hell yeah. So anybody else have anything they kind of want to talk about in terms of defining success? I think just like the subjectivity of that is like, it's too subjective to really in my mind, like put an actual like concrete definition on like, like you said it really well. And like, um, like all of that is really like valid. Um, but like in a way it just like, it changes so much from person to person. Like there's no, like surely you could pick out some common threads. Yeah. Like it's probably probably it's generally successful if you're still like you know alive. I think it's like yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's like it seems like, it's like genuine joy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it might it's be success just the, so tied to happiness. That's the thing. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think necessary. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's like, no. Well, okay, but like, but maybe it should be. Like, I, I feel like kind of the problem with it is that success seems to be such an external concept. Like. It is about right, like validating right. yourself in the eyes of others when mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe it really should be more about personal happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so like that kind of gets muddied because yeah. even, even when you're like trying to say like, what do I want to do? Um, like in answering like defined ex- success, like answering what you want to do and what would make you happy. You're still thinking like, ah, but is that success really? Uh, I think that there could be a problem just in general with the word success. Yeah. 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 Right. Because there are some people that even once they get what they wanted, they're just on to the next thing. They don't even take the time to appreciate what they have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be like a good analogy of that would be like me as a record collector. Right. I, I I buy a record and it's like, cool. And instead of me being like, cool, I have this record. I'm going to go buy another one. And then 10 records later, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just never enough. It's like, you just keep wanting, it's always on to the next. And then it gets to a point, 
like I am now, where I have a pile of records that I've never even listened to. Yeah. That's real. You know, and it's like, okay, it's like, what am I doing? You know, is right. it like, well, then I, does the collector become I, the hoarder? Like, is there a fine line? <laughs> or even not even going that extreme. It's like, what happened to just being a record listener? Yeah. Yeah. Versus being, it's like, I'm literally just a record collector at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not anything else. It, it almost just seems like success is a weird, like, offshoot it's of, a, like, capitalism. Um, yeah. Like, you're I actually, actually yeah. define yourself in a certain kind of, like, consumerist behavior uh, I, in order to 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 work with that totally i really dislike the word success i think actually like aside like success i just feel like marinating in this word for a while like yeah yeah. hell yeah let's hang out what's up what's up Um, but yeah i feel like like when it comes to like smaller tasks more like um just like more like narrow objectives i feel like success is like that that word actually means something to me. Sure. But yeah. in like a more like abstract sense, success means absolutely nothing to me. Well, I, that, I was always thinking about that and like, uh, yeah, definitely. Like the more specific you are, the easier it is for sure. Like I successfully yeah. drank a Henry's <laughs> success. 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 <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but that's like, that's just like a sort of general problem with language though. It's not even like related to like success as a concept. That's just like more of a language issue. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. We're going to go down the semiotics tip. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't start. This is also what we do. This is also what we do well, all the time. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> yeah. this is the ending note. Fuck. That's the <laughs> no, I think that it's a lot of, again, just the words and the weight that you choose to place on those words or concepts, I think really Mm. affects a lot of things. Sure. It's kind of similar to weather in the sense of people that are like, Oh, it's so hot out. It's going to be hot out. I'm just going to be miserable all day. Well, if you leave the house telling yourself you're going to be miserable all day, you're going to be miserable all day. Mm. Or you could love the sweat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, I mean, in terms of like success, if it's one of those things where like success and the meaning of it, in the back of your head, it is always attached to something that you don't see yourself ever achieving. You're never going to achieve it. Sure. Yeah. I was thinking about this, about the definition and like, I guess my definition is also sufficiently vague, uh, <laughs> but I was just thinking comfort without complacency would be success. Oh, interesting. Well, I yeah. marinate. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like a little play, place to maybe to rest. Like, yeah, yeah. Play. it's not a state of it's, permanence. It's like uh, success is how long of a time frame you can go without thinking about the word success in your brain. <laughs> yeah. I like that too. Yeah. 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 That's fair, actually. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's appropriately tautological. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's, it's <laughs> sorry. <Damn>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very on brand for you. Yeah. Super on brand, dude. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, wrapping things up, you know, we could sit here, we could chat about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness till the end of time. But we don't have that long. We only have 18% battery left on the camera. We've been chatting for almost an hour and a half. So uh, I think we have 
successfully <laughs> recorded a podcast. <laughs> and Tiny Triumphs. Yeah. One more time Tiny before victories. we wrap everything up. D Rider has an album release party at Spirit on August 30th. Yeah. And where yeah. what else would you like to let the people know that might still be lurking around? Oh, oh we're playing the Urns release show. Yeah, we're playing uh, the show. August 9th. Oh, shout outs uh, to them. Yeah, shout outs yeah. to Urns. They just they just sent me an email with a press kit, so maybe they'll be on the show soon. They've been yeah. really good. Oh lately. my god, Rick on a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I don't know these humans, so we'll yeah. see how it Damn. goes. Yeah, cool. I'm jealous of your time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're playing that, that release show with uh, Urns and Swampwalk. Um, the Urns- oh, shout out to Anna, friend yeah. of the show. Yeah, I love Anna. Oh, yeah. uh, the Urns record is really good. Yeah, yeah check them out. Tracks. Yeah, Cool. You heard it here first. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> nice. It's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a Howler's. Yep, Howlers. August 9th. August 9th. It's going to be smoky. Yeah. Yo. We're going to howl at the moon. (laughs) I had, uh, fuck, who was in here? I had a Los Vampiros Amarillos in here today, earlier before you showed up. Mm -hmm. And they're doing a show at Howlers. And they talked to Mary Jo, and they're doing a non-smoking show at Howlers. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a fucking whole whole bar. bar? I don't know. They just Well, you can't smoke in the They just said that they requested it. They got no smoking. Wow. wow. I don't know if I'm, tr- I mean, they said it on the podcast, so I guess I could talk about it because yeah. it's sort of, yeah. yeah, they said that they were, they were able to put non-smoking on the flyer. That must the be show. a new option wow. with that awesome sign they have outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's a, you could do that. And they were like, yeah. We I wonder if like, but like the fresh smoke masks the smell of the old smoke. Oh, it might smell. Oh. It might, it might it smell, smell worse. Worse. <laughs> That is a real possibility. Yeah. Yeah. For just gotta, sure. You just gotta light some incense. There's only one way to find oh, out. Yeah. Go to the shows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see yeah. what happens. Right? Shit. So yeah. uh, let's do an outro and then let's get y'all the fuck out of here because I got to go to Target and get green socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. One more time, make some noise for my friends in D Rider. Check out their album. I'll release all that stuff find them on the internet blah 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 i'll be back again in a couple days talking to some other people same time well that doesn't make any sense same place same channel you know the drill my name is sykes start the beat 2019 thanks for listening yeah and that's it Cool. That's oh it. man! Hey, oh, yeah. 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 that was fun as hell. That was awesome, really man. Fun. I'm glad you guys had fun. That was that was good time, actually. I uh, yeah.